Hi, welcome to Senior Beat. My name is Laura Hunt. I'm the program coordinator at the coordinator at the Madison Senior Center, and with me today is Christine Beatty, our director at the Senior Center. Christine, who do we have here today? Well, we've got a wonderful program today about RSVP, Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. Mary Brown is here. She's the coordinator of the Foster Grandparents Program, which we're going to learn about today, and Margie Suter, who I have known forever, and um, she is the executive director of RSVP. Welcome to both of you. Thank you for coming and joining us. Mary, would you, or Mary, (laughs) Margie, would you please just tell us a little bit about the general idea about RSVP and and, uh, how long it's been around? Well, RSVP of Dane County has been around for 46 years and we're one of over 600 programs nationally. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to recruit seniors, 55 and older. Um, to serve in assignments uh, throughout the community. So it's a twofold benefit. First of all, the seniors have something wonderful and to do that, that's needed and keeps them active and involved. And then they're helping people in the community who need their help. Yeah, um, really an important program. And it's um, uh, somewhat federally, pro- pro- I mean, it's a federal program in this, right. and, and it has federal uh, support, but it also has county support. And I know the c- city supports right. uh, the program as well. Right. So there's some reimbursements to some of the individuals. Right. Um, For our driver services program, there's mileage reimbursement, and we can talk about that a little later. Uh And then for our foster grandparent program, um, there's a small stipend involved for income-eligible seniors. Yeah, and I I think that's helpful because sometimes the volunteer service might cost some out-of-pocket expenses. Um, But I know you also, for the drivers, have some insurance and things like that, too. Um, And how many volunteers? We have over 1,600 volunteers. And they they serve 160,000 hours every year throughout Dane County. But we're always looking for more. There's such a tremendous need. Yes, yes. And what a meaningful and purposeful way to use some of that free time that um, uh, older adults may have. So, uh, Mary, foster grandparents, tell me a little about that, please. The foster grandparent program is also a federally funded program with some local and state reimbursements. The foster grandparents must be 55 years of age or older, mm-hmm. uh, low income, mm-hmm. and must commit to a minimum of 15 hours per week. Oh, 15 and, isn't very much, is it? Well, when you're a busy senior citizen, uh-huh. it is. <laughs> it is, okay. okay. And, uh, is it every day? It's up to the foster grandparent oh. and the classroom teacher to okay. arrange that schedule. Okay. Some of them uh, work two or three days a week, uh, however they can fit in the 15 hours. Okay. And then there are certainly some that work every day. Yeah, and enjoy um, it so and much. And they enjoy bet. it. Um, it's not only elementary school age, but also daycare centers we're looking oh. For senior citizens who are income eligible. Yes. Uh, it's a wonderful program. It gets seniors out into the community. Uh, they become a real part of that school community, yeah. and the teachers come to depend on them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, several of our foster grandparents have been with the same teacher seven, eight, nine years. Oh, wonderful. So, so you have a good relationship. Absolutely. And, and then uh, I can imagine that individual walking into that classroom and all of those kids coming around. And, it, 
Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. One of our grandparents said that, uh, one of the students said, Mr. Ken, you're a pretty cool dude for being so old. <laughs> he tells that story repeatedly. It's he, a, he feels yes, proud of he's that. He's very proud. I'd like to be a pretty cool dude <laughs> myself. Yeah, excellent. Yes. Now, when you said income eligible, could you explain that a little bit further? Do Is there a certain maximum amount you can earn? There or? is for a family of one, a okay. senior citizen, it's $24,280, okay. which seems like, okay, that's manageable, but it's a lot of money. And for some who are over income, we can disregard some of the medical okay. uh, so expenses. The, the best way is to call you at RSVP or exactly. talk with you about what might be involved. Absolutely. We'll do an intake meeting and make sure they're income eligible. Um, there's also a background check, mm-hmm. local, state, and federal, yep. and then fingerprinting. Right. So there are some hurdles to get through, but yep. we can walk them through that. Well, we have precious little children that mm-hmm. need to be protected. So Absolutely. we should all be uh, on yes. board with that. Absolutely. So, so since so. the um, grandparents are volunteering, mm-hmm. can you explain why they have to be below a certain income level? Because the program was founded in the early 70s as a way to get low-income seniors to experience volunteerism. Mm -hmm. And as you all know, uh, volunteering may cost a little bit out of Mm -hmm. pocket, and if you're low income, that may be... uh, That may be a barrier. It it might well be. So when they volunteer with foster grandparents, it's at no expense to them. Yeah. We take real good care of our foster grandparents. So do they get some kind of stipend for that? They get a small stipend, stipend. uh, reimbursement for mileage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once a month, they come in for the required monthly in-service and we do some training, Uh, we always feed them well. (laughs) That's one thing our SVP does. We feed them well. Great. Uh, So lots of perks along the way. That's nice. And the stipend doesn't count against their other benefits. It's not considered to be income. Oh, wonderful. That's important because people might say, oh, if I get something, it might affect another Mm -hmm. benefit that I have. Exactly. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, sounds like a great program, and um, that... Uh, we've often had uh, programs about intergenerational mm-hmm. and the value of that for both younger and older individuals. So I'm, my heart is touched by those kinds of programs. Thank you for that You're information. Welcome. And then um, another one that um, I'm personally very fond of because I started my career with the driver escort program many years ago, and the drivers are still driving. The drivers are driving, but we need more of them. <laughs> we, you need more, right? Right. right. Because unfortunately, we lose drivers every year, and yes. so we're yes. we're trying to recruit enough um, to keep up with the growing need for this service. That's more right. and more seniors retire every day, and eventually right. they might need a, a ride to a medical appointment right. or a meal delivered. Right. So um, we're looking for folks to step in. So there's uh, you can take people to a medical appointment that right. might be a little longer than if you just deliver a meal, or you know you have to do it every day if you deliver a meal. So How does that work? Well, actually, it's really a flexible assignment. So you can say, don't call me on a Tuesday. I'm always doing this. Or I'm gone for the whole winter. And that's not a problem. We'll work around the volunteer schedule. Good. And some people choose to volunteer, for instance, with home-delivered meals, maybe once a month. Um, And that's fine. That's great. It is easy. Flexible, yeah. 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 So um, we have driver escort in Madison and throughout Dane County. 
And um, then for home delivered meals, we cover outside of Madison okay. and Dane County. So you do you you're necessarily looking for drivers then probably outside of Madison for well, the for the home delivered meal part. Yeah, if for that's the, what they yes, want to do. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, I know that makes such a difference to an isolated elder to have that meal coming. It's a lifesaver for many of right. them. Well, it um, helps people age in place too, Christine. Yes, that's yes. right. And that's more affordable and it's oftentimes what a person would like to do. That's, that's their right. first preference. That's their choice. That's their choice. They want to be there. Right. And if we can make that happen for them, that's good. Right. Yeah. And then about seven years ago, we expanded to uh, driver services for vets helping vets. Yeah, I got, seven years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah. Right. So the idea was that seniors were al- already helping other seniors through driver services, mm-hmm. um, but that it, uh, it was a nice connection to have a veteran volunteer helping a veteran passenger mm-hmm. who may be more comfortable with the situation and, and able to you know, communicate um, and share what they'd like to share to another veteran. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And does the the veteran who's driving, do they have to be over the age of 60? Um, No, actually, we, because we're so short of drivers and the funding allows, we have um, volunteers Um, under under. under age 55. For the VETS program? Well, for 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 driver services, both. Okay, wonderful. Transportation is such a barrier for many of our seniors. So anything we can do to help them get out age in place, I think that's so important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that whole idea of social isolation, just needing to go to medical appointments. Sometimes you have to go every week or two times a week or something awful like that, you know, so it's it's tough. And our drivers provide a good safety check. Uh, Perhaps they've observed something that they're uncomfortable with the passenger's health um, or the home-delivered meal recipient, and then they'll um, report back to the senior center, case managers, and then somebody can check on that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that independence in their own home safely. Right. And making sure they're safe mm-hmm. and taken care of. That's wonderful. And then I'm looking here. Um, we, we've we got some nice little goodies here, and I'm just enjoying this wonderful little warm cap that you've got here. And this is from your group projects, Right. right? We have about 19 groups. They meet throughout the city and, and, and the county, and we also have volunteers at home. And they're able to use, utilize their wonderful knitting, crocheting, sewing skills to recycle donated materials and yep. turn them into wonderful, usable items for people of all ages, like babies. Here we have a beautiful baby sweater. sweater oh, yes. my gosh, those little buttons <laughs> yeah, just make it. And then you were showing me this, Marjorie. Right. This is a very ingenious uh, item. Right. This is a fidget blanket, and um, they all look different depending on what the volunteer has put on the fidget blanket. The idea is that if older adults experiencing memory loss or kids that are... um, that are nervous and need something to fidget with, yep. you know, they'll be able to um, touch this blanket. These are very popular and very needed. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I can see. And, and this is a wonderful um, um, item for persons to have fun with right. making. It's very creative, I right. think. I think that'd be wonderful to do. So these groups, how are they started? or how? What? You well, was... anybody with an interest can call RSVP 238-7787, uh-huh. and um, we'd be glad to talk to anybody who wants to volunteer through group projects mm-hmm. or find out about what our other assignments are yes. like. I know you have a lot of individual assignments. 
assignments too, mm -hmm. where you actually place a volunteer in an agency like a senior center exactly. or a nonprofit for administrative help or any other kind of help as well. Well, that's nice because we have um, staff that will provide personalized placement, helping the volunteer find this assignment that they want to do, right. work with the age group they want to work with, right. um, use the skills that they have or the experience that they want to share. So, so an individual sit down where you just kind of talk about that and figure out what's going to be the best volunteer job for that person. Right. Excellent. And I those are the that. volunteers that, you know, if they like what they're doing, they want to stay for a long time. And yes. every year we recognize probably 20 people at least at our annual volunteer appreciation event that have served 20 years oh at least goodness. with the program. Yeah. So you know yeah. that they're happy. Yeah. Well, and mobilizing the wonderful talents and skills and experiences of older adults is what this is all about. And um, uh, we're fortunate to have these wonderful individuals who can help do some of these excellent things for us. Um, anything else you'd like to share with us about foster grandparents, Mary? Well, I came here uh, directly from a meal site today, so I go out to the meal sites and have lunch with the seniors and recruit. Mm -hmm. uh, I ran into someone who used to be a foster grandparent, and with health challenges, she can no longer do it, but she introduced me to a new volunteer. Oh, wonderful. And um, I will do an intake meeting with him tomorrow. Wonderful. So I was excited to, to meet him and yet another man. We have so few men at oh. the elementary school level yes. or daycare. So yeah. it's exciting to get any of our volunteers, but right. a man especially. So And, and I suppose she yeah. was very proud of her service and oh. could speak highly of. <laughs> she did your job she for you, did. Mary. I had nothing to say except. <laughs> to greet her. It was Carolyn. Carolyn, I greeted her and the rest is history. Well, she did a wonderful job. She, and she yeah. uh, is helping a youngster in a different way this That's time. Right. Exactly. She absolutely is. So wonderful. Wherever I see seniors, I kind of have a mobile office in my car <laughs> with materials so that I can you know, talk with people as I'm out and about. Wonderful. People are very nice. interested and once I reassure them they're not taking children home, oh, yeah. uh, then, yeah, then they're yeah. They settle down and they're interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are delighted that you could join us today and give us a little more background on this whole idea of volunteer service and the kind of support mm -hmm. that you can give volunteers in our community mm -hmm. so they can do a wonderful job for children and others. Thank you so much for oh, being here. You're very Thank welcome. You Thank you, Laura. Yes, wonderful. good. Thank you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Senior Beat. For this session, we are going to be talking with Kate Shaw um, from Cycling Without Age, and maybe Christine can introduce her to us. Well, 
Kate is a real go-getter, yes. I must say. She's been doing great work as the uh, founding member and volunteer of Cycling Without Age. So does that mean that you've got older adults that are cycling? Or how does... Tell us about this. Where yes, did it start? Right. Well, it started in um, Denmark in 2012 when a man was going by a nursing home on a bike and saw someone sitting on a bench who looked so sad that he couldn't go on a bike ride. So the next day he rented a, they call them pedicab or trishaw, and took the man on a ride, and he thought maybe he didn't really think more about it. And then the next day there was a line of people waiting for him. <laughs> and so he met with the um, city of Copenhagen, and they decided to start this, and they bought the city bought five trishaws, and by 2015, it spread to 40 countries oh with over uh, 13,000 uh, pilots out there. And the pilots are the ones that are right. The volunteers. The it's all volunteer driven, uh -huh. and the seats are in the front. Front. Oh, they, here. Here, yep. yeah. here. They think Time. that's very important that they're not in back like you know cargo, oh. and they're the first one, and it helps you feel the wind and see people and smile and wave, and you're you know not just in the back. Oh. So. That's why they're a little more expensive. They're super safe, super stable, right. made in uh, Denmark. Mm -hmm. So anywhere from probably like seventy-eight to ten thousand mm -hmm. dollars. But they're e-bikes, so they have the batteries in the back. Okay. Except for if you forget the key, like well, like, <laughs> like Duncan did. This was at the senior center, Lauren. Yes, it remember? was. Yeah. And we, look at the smiles on Peter. We did some demonstrations at the senior center, and you can see they really had a good time. Oh, they yeah. did, and I had a good time when I rode too. You guys were wonderful. wonderful because it's been such a welcoming. Um, everyone has anyone we bring the uh, thought to. You just said, well, let's have an open house. Let's launch it. Let's do press release, and you got the the isthmus and the state journal and you got us articles and then they put the facebook page in it and then we got volunteers and we got people calling so it's just a joint effort and it's so wonderful it's to work kind of together community. you really yeah, it is a community touch effort. the community yeah. um but i may i guess that the trishaws <laughs> are sleeping at this time of year it is but we do have to charge the battery once a month is the rule <laughs> okay. or it could go bad and they're very expensive so that's my job you, over the winter <laughs> It's in my house. Well, <laughs> we don't have snow right now, so somebody, I suppose, could. That's true. It comes with a blanket, too, with this little uh, hand muffs in it and everything, and a cover. So I guess in Denmark, when the weather is kind of cold, they do go out. And, and we would, if it was a beautiful day, maybe, in the middle sure. of the winter, yeah. 50, maybe yeah. we'll just take it out. Yeah, that's so. wonderful. So um, some of the um, goals of this particular program, um, uh, yeah. clearly just the joy of feeling the wind in your face must be one of those yes and and that's the fun aspect of it but it's, it certainly touches on you know, social deprivation nature deprivation not being able to get out in the community uh, feeling young at heart and joy because once somebody sits in it and you start to ride like through their old neighborhood oh. you know we went to when we went to um, Verona and we did the memory cafe ride. Somebody wanted to go up to the cafe, you know, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And people are so happy, and they get out. And then we went on the state trail, um, and they hadn't been out in nature like that, underneath yeah. the trees in a yeah. long time. Because yeah. sometimes wheelchairs are a little prohibitive for somebody going a long way. Right. So it really touches a lot of things. And then volunteers, they're like, oh, I get to get exercise and go out yeah. and bring joy. So it's a circle mm -hmm. of right. who it helps. Right. And then as a community, we want 
everybody in the community to be able to access our beautiful parks and trails sure. and community. We have some of the best bicycle trails oh, around. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking of the yeah. one around the lake oh, near yes. the senior center. It's yeah. a gorgeous trail, but how could you do that with a wheelchair? It would be really tough. Right. And even with a regular bike, I'm glad to hear that you use motorized bike. Yes, because um, when you're going up a little pretty heavy to be <laughs> riding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a, a Unity, there's um, Wisconsin Bike Federation share and be aware program that this wonderful man Baltazar in Madison here um, helps start things and we did one of the unity rides it's helped to bring people of diversity together and things on rides so mm-hmm. he, he'd always wanted a try shot in it mm-hmm. so he did that but Duncan it was his first time taking passengers and we were going up a hill over the belt line and we weren't doing it right and we got stuck but luckily there were police in the bike ride who got off and pushed us up but <laughs> since then we've gotten better at it but yes you definitely so, need the motor but we just weren't using it correctly well it's it's a learning experience it when is. you start any kind of a special right. program like this and so. that's why there is a two-hour training um, program for the pilots yeah. and then they also do a few hours of actually pedaling not mm-hmm. just the safety mm-hmm. and the wisconsin bike fed and share and be aware have grant money to help us give the classes because a lot of the focus is on safety so you understand your legal vehicle and what you can and can't do and right and to be nice to everybody else on the road when spring comes and we actually start getting them out on the roads so to say more i think volunteers are going to just be pouring in oh yeah because yeah it is such a unique experience we have 45 volunteers so far and we only started in august and of course you know the the rain and the hot weather it was a really odd summer yeah so then we also had the school of nursing they have a program uh, a a service learning program Mm -hmm. they called they want to volunteer in the summer and great rsvp um driver services just contacted us to have us come to their conference in the spring yeah well it's yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's enough work to keep you busy during the winter months. Yes. Can we say that? Yes, You're, definitely. You, now, I we need the winter, actually. I, right now. I, need, I, I thought it was interesting, the funding that you talked about for me. And this comes... Right. This funding comes from the state, and it's specifically for nursing homes. Right. So the state of Wisconsin has a vision to have every nursing home in the state have a trishaw, which is amazing. It's the Department of Health Division of Quality Assurance, and they use the funds from penalties to nursing homes called civil money money penalties Mm -hmm. to put into a pot and then give back to the community. And that community is the nursing home residents, right? Right, right. So they have 60 grants, and so far about 30 have been used, so there are 30 left. And I just saw an email today that said, if you have one trishaw, you're not limited. So you could actually apply for two if you were a bigger nursing home and wanted it. And they pay for half of the trishaw. The grant covers half, and then you raise the other half. Right. Which So after we met with them and found out, well, we want for the community, and we want to advocate for nursing homes, so why don't we join together? So our first trishaw was um, Oak Park Place, who thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So they got the grant. We raised the money. We have the trishaw halftime, and they have it halftime. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of other mean? nursing homes could do that, too. Like in Verona, they, they got a grant at that nursing mm-hmm. home, and they might share it with the senior center. And 
Yeah. So. so lots of different ways to bring this new technology into yeah. the community. But um, I think the faces of the people at the senior center standing in line for, you know, looking yes. for a ride was really fun. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really a great program. So um, so how, how do you make a range, in the spring, do you have a process for making uh, arrangements to get a ride or how does that work? So far we have a, a, a website and a Facebook page and a phone number and an email and everything. And, and getting together with every senior center and community center and those sorts of things. So if somebody wants a ride, hopefully they'll know to contact us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be at a senior center, but we'll have the tri-shot at senior centers designated times. Yes. But if someone called us and didn't go to community center, we would just arrange a time and a place to meet them or pick them up and sure. take them on a ride. And, sure. And then we will have an app for the volunteers. So... You don't have to volunteer any amount, certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want to do it once or twice a year or 50 yeah. times a year. You'll yeah. just, we'll send it out and people will click on it if they want to, sure. want to do it. Plus, you don't have to be uh, for the whole community because if you are a caregiver, we met a man when we took it to um, Sauk City. Mm-hmm. And he had a father who wanted he wanted to take on a ride, so he's going to become a pilot mm-hmm. to be able to take his parents on rides. Oh, what a good, wow. That's a really yeah. good idea. So, yeah. right. so there's a lot of different ways that we can utilize this in the community for the yes. benefit of older people. That's yes. really great. Are there any age restrictions? No. Oh, okay. Just to be a pilot, you have to be 16 or okay. older. Mm-hmm. But what about your passengers? Do, are they be, over 60 or? Can be any age. Oh. You know, the majority is seniors mm-hmm. just because of what happens when you get older and safety and things mm-hmm. like that for some people. But uh, people with differing abilities and limited mobility of any age sure. could enjoy a ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about people, um, you know, the the uh, ugly view of nursing homes is people just sitting in a hallway all day. Right. I mean, that's the ugly view. Right. But but this picture is just such a different kind of view. It is. It, just, it, it, it says the, it all. The smile on the face, yeah. the enjoyment, not only of these guys, but this guy, too. Uh, right. He's having fun. When Duncan I, said that. My pilot, I can't help but... You know, start smiling. Yeah, yeah, it feels so good. And the stories you hear from them. One man, when we were at the Goodman Center, uh, his father invented the PF flyers, the, the the shoes. Oh, I can't something. You know, you just hear things, yeah. and then yeah, know, yeah, wonderful yeah. stories yeah. that come out. Well, I remember Duncan saying that he he had taken. Uh, maybe it was in Verona. That was it, in. Uh, uh, sock. In sock. sock. Yeah. Um, that uh, one of the women wanted to see her the house that she used to live in. So right. he made a point of being able to run run by her house. And yes. It just uh, lifted her spirit so to be able to say, well, that's where I used to live. Yeah. And to share that with someone else. And you'd important. think, oh, people must be able to go by their own neighborhoods. But, but you know, how? And yeah. It's, that's what I was just thinking. It's really hard to imagine. Right. Only seeing indoors, only oh, seeing the walls and occasionally yeah. a window and not really feeling the fresh air. Right. Yeah. And if you go on a car ride, yeah. Yeah. that's nice, yeah. but certainly not the same as being out. No. So All right. this is the way to do it. So, Kate, tell me, um, how did you get directly involved in this? Well, um, as all of us, I'm a, an advocate for seniors and mm-hmm. active aging and, you know, all that and being outdoors. And I'm also a care. I was a caregiver for both of my parents and uh, my father especially loved to get out in the outdoors. So 
about five years ago, I had tracked down, um, they called them pedicabs, on State Street. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was hard trying to track someone down, figure out where to meet. I had to use a parking lot for my dad who couldn't walk very far. We met in a coffee shop. You know, it was yeah. just like, and it, and it cost $50. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a fabulous ride. It lasted an hour and, you know, so grateful I was able to have my father do that once. Mm-hmm. But then after that, just starting to think like, well... I don't think it should cost that much, and it should be easier, and we could find volunteers. And, and then I had heard about Cycling Without Age. Mm-hmm. And so when Duncan and I got together to form a nonprofit called Community Light Elder Network and then reach out to the community, like you both, mm-hmm. and launch this, um, it just was, a, you know, we wanted to be partners with Cycling Without Age yeah. instead of reinventing the wheel oh, right. and finding a trishaw from somewhere else. Right. So. And I understand you had a conference recently about... Yes, Duncan did. Apparently, their, and Duncan went to it. I wasn't able to because mm-hmm. of work. He's retired. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just up north a little bit, mm-hmm. near Stevens Point or something. Right. And I actually can't remember, but okay. it was the first, uh, it was an international conference, so people from all over the world, and they held it in Wisconsin. And they have a special kind of partnership with Wisconsin because of, of the state's this, goal. Yeah, this And funding. having 60 locations in Wisconsin, more than any other um, state in the country, we have wow. Trishaws. So. Wow. Stevens so. Point has quite a few, don't they? I yeah. seem to remember that yeah. they had They their, have a very yeah. successful program. Yeah. And they came to Madison for a presentation with... Um, the Wisconsin Bike Federation to tell people like you should partner and do this too because we did it and they didn't they're just with the community not with other nursing homes Mm -hmm. and once they put the word out they instantly got the grants yeah we actually haven't applied for grants or asked for funding yet we thought we'd get the outreach first and then do that Mm -hmm. right but Sauk City when um, they got their grant and they applied for it uh, they went out to the community for the rest of the money. They had their money within three days. Wow. Whoa, this, I mean, that's I think amazing. everyone feels good about this, yes. don't they? Well, yeah. I feel good that you came and told us Thank about you. it. And to be able to see yeah. these happy faces on these photos really shows something. Thank you for being with and us, do Kate. Need, do they have our, our We'll contact make room? sure that Thank the you. contact stuff is on. Okay. Um, Thank you both for launching the program and being oh. so awesome. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. See you next month on Senior Beat.